0: Hey, hey, and welcome to this week's episode of Vangle on Producers, the show where I shine a light on producers from all corners of the entertainment industry to understand who they are, what they do, and why they do what they do. As always, I'm your host and fellow producer, Carolina Groppa. This week's episode is coming at you live from another hot and humid day down here in Atlanta, where I'm living for the time being while shooting this really dope feature, Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul. If you've been a longtime listener of the show, you may have gathered that I am endlessly curious about all things, but particularly about other jobs within the producing umbrella. Case in point, some episodes ago, back in episode 32, I got to chat with fashion producer and creative director Dijon Poulotan because I was very curious to understand how producing in the fashion world functions and how it's different from what I do. And that led me to stalk, uh, I mean, follow, follow, Laura Brown on IG. I've actually been following her for quite some time. I simply adore how authentically herself she is, and it made me curious to know what it's like to be the editor-in-chief of a magazine, to produce issues month after month. So, in my true caca form, I slid into her DMs, and lo and behold, she said yes. You may be wondering, what's a fancy editor-in-chief of one of the top international publications doing on a podcast about producers? Well, turns out the ethos behind producing a magazine is very congruent with producing a film. The emotional labor, the team effort, and the creativity needed to pull off an issue each month is nothing short of a miracle. Sort of like the miracle that's needed to make a film. Laura spent 11 years at Harper's Bazaar before being appointed to this new role in August of 2016. She helms a brand that reaches 30-plus million women. She oversees the core magazine, the digital across all platforms, and nine international editions. She also leads development of the InStyle Badass Woman platform and hosts an InStyle weekly podcast called Ladies First. You may be asking yourself, does she sleep? How much wine does she consume? And how did she find the time to squeeze me in? All great questions that I don't have the answers to. But what I can give you is this lovely episode where we dive into leading life and work with joy, making sure you're going into a profession for the right reasons, and how being yourself is your greatest weapon. So enjoy the laughter and the lessons. And without further ado, here is Miss Laura Brown.
1: my oeuvre. And I, I say this as someone who keeps using the word dickhead on my podcast. and asking Which I love. Talk about I'll never it. stop. So I'll never stop. I shan't out of spite, if nothing else. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, but I, I don't know. I just, I've been in this business now, you know, almost 15 years and I'm sort of, I'm resentful of the idea that what we do is easy or glamorous because of what people perceive. And we are, you know, selling a facade. And I think there's a lot of similarities within the fashion world and what you do. So I wanted to create a space where we can talk about the unglamorous realities, the messy parts of the process, and then how we as as women predominantly who, you know, who are doing this, like, yeah, Sustain it because it's like we were talking at the top of this. It's it's just cuckoo against all odds. <laughs> against all odds, and we're here, showing up and and smiling through it all. And uh, you know, I definitely yeah. have my my days where I'm like, showing what else up can and, I do? Show showing up and drinking through it all. Is that what you said? Yeah, that's what that. I said. Yeah, yeah. What's your yeah. what's your go to? What's your go to drink? Do you have like a? It's just red wine. Red wine right now. Um, the, the
1: silver lining of this has been many wine people have sent me wine. Mm. Um, lots of lovely Australians who have been like, "Oh, poor you, you're not here in our, you know, bucolic land. Have some wine," and I've gone, "Thank you." But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I just I've been sent a lot. So that's that's what it's been lovely. because It's been very nice wine. So I get off like, do <laughs> my calls, try and get on the peloton do that and then literally get off the and I'm like yeah I'm a legend I worked up I get in the shower straight to the wine fridge straight to Leicester Holt, NBC News
0: okay how do you my life. drink so much wine and then still are in shape and look so good like what's the secret there uh, I think that's debatable um, Well, it's not a debate right now I, do-
1: I don't know if they go <laughs> I used to joke <laughs> um it's a terrible dark saying but it's funny no, I used to say alcoholic or French, French, <laughs> French. <laughs> I mean, honestly, you'd be in Paris, and I remember once I was doing this um, shoot with Chanel for something, and the and the big poo bar Chanel, and the big executives, some very you know sort of swishy French man was like, "Ah, no, it's so important. You have to have two glasses of red wine with your lunch every day for the health." And, and so it, it's a different, also a different. I don't drink lunch. But, that's my. The One thing from skittering me down the slope, but yeah, yeah. Um, it's a lot of it is just perception, too. You know, in some places, they're like, Well, you have to, and we're like, Oh my god, I gotta go to Betty Ford. Um, no, I think that, um, I I, I I try to move my butt a bit, or I don't know, but it's okay. I, I think if I didn't, um, have a glass of wine that I'd, I'd have trouble sleeping, my, my brain would overrev. So, I'm just, and it's very much of its time. I'm trying not to beat myself up too much about anything, really. I think if you come out of this faintly sane and can still fit in your pants victory
0: victory you're winning i mean that's all (laughs) any of us can do these days especially if your pants are stretchy
1: (laughs) exactly no i have another thing i come with all these dumb sayings and i'm like the moment i'm like just clear just clear that very low bar every day just clear (laughs) clear the lowest bar just
0: (laughs) Okay, so here's what I want to know. Like, I have so many questions for you. But one of the things that I find so fascinating about you is that you seem to just be over overfilled with joy. And there's just like positivity to you. But I know you're like also a human. So you must have (laughs) the other side of you that you don't necessarily show as much, right? Because it's not necessarily your brand. But but like, I'm just so curious how you you manage to, despite everything that you've gone through, and I want to obviously get back to the beginning, because I'm going totally out of order. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Mm. reach deep inside yourself, no matter what's going on around you, who you're talking to, who you're rubbing shoulders with, and just like, pull out this insane joy right. that is so infectious and reading about your career to your point where you talk about how personality is so much like it seems to be the key factor to your success is how you've been able to say fuck it I'm going to be my authentic self and I'm going to be really yep. good at what I do but I'm going to show up but there's a cost to that right there's like a part there's of an it. energy cost yeah so how like yeah. yes how um I think
1: I think at the end at the at the end of the day, well, just at, my, at the core of me, I think there's a part of, I'm just happy to be here. And I, I don't think that's changed, whether it's because of where I'm from and I wasn't born in the middle of this and I came from a farm in Australia. So there's still a little bit of, I don't, happy to be here. I don't mythologize it as much as I used to, of course, not because I'm in it now. Um, but I do have a deep appreciation for people and, um, People are my food, not like that. Um, but but I do if I am able to be exposed to creative, brilliant, talented people regularly, um, and then if those creative, brilliant, talented people do something because I I had a dumb idea, and then it appears in the world because it was something I thought of, like literally in the shower, and thought, what if that I would do this? Um, that's intensely gratifying, and. Um, and also to have their trust in you is is hugely gratifying. So I think that I that does give me a kick. You know, like oh, talking to people I I respect who I've gotten to know, who I've developed a relationship with over the years. Growing up a bit, meeting more more different people than what I thought I'd be interested in when I was younger. And I just was old fashioned all the time. Um, but I do know it's. It, it, I, there are days, and I I will have days, and my team will know that I'm just I'm like. I'm like Icarus I'm like she's gonna fall like I just I they can see me kind of sputtering and um and it's told me the other day it made me laugh I didn't even know this like, yeah we just don't send you emails after 4 <laughs> 30 which they have but it was like I really go within a certain amount of time uh, but then I get I get tired because I can't I can't quite maintain it and then some days of this of this I've just been like I can't get out of bed or I've gone and I've run through like four hours of Zooms and I've done a lot of public facing things. And there's and then I've just gone and gotten in the bed at like three 30, you know, and, and I, it's not, it's not infinite at all, but I think I'm better around people, you know, uh, but then other times and then I want to cut them all off completely and just like go in the bed. But no, I think I'm a communicative person. And, and, and I do feel joy to look, I put joy on the goddamn cover um <laughs> yep. and i put a smiley face i mean i went as literal as possible sorry for those who this video just i forget there'll um, be video is as well. as a yeah. t-shirt. She's, she's holding up a, the wonderful
0: yeah. cover with kate hudson on it with the smiley face and, and i was
1: like mate i've known her for ages and i was like i just need you to go full serotonin i need this to go right into people's arms like you just gotta you gotta put this rave hair on and a smiley face t-shirt And we're going to go onward, which I like to say all the time in joyful fashion. See pun? It's also a pun uh, because we're pretty (laughs) advanced. And um, and she's like, yeah. And I'm like, cool. So um, so that's that's it's a lovely. It is a joy. Is it's a lovely word. I had someone. Funny you say that. I'm so flattered to hear it. Anything describe that word? But we we just hired um, a copy chief the other day, and uh, and. I wasn't very structured with my questions because I never am. But our managing editor, who's much more grown up, was like, "We feel there like were three words that were to describe in style or something." Something, and she went, "Joy," and I went, "Oh, yeah." So it's 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 a, it's a lovely thing. I, it's one that, if you have some, or strive to keep some, or, to, or strive to ship, uh, make some, or or share some uh um, well it's interesting because
0: it. people talk about you know this this search for happiness this like never-ending search but it's from all of my self-help and therapy and all the things it's like it, you cannot strive for happiness because that's a temporary state of being but joy yeah. joy is in everything if you have joy in every single thing that you are doing that is a state of being and you can be joy yeah. and so when I look at you like, and who you seem look, to be. these beautiful flowers I got. Yeah. <laughs> Those right. are beautiful. You know, it just seems like you yeah. lose joy. And so people gravitate to you like, like your little joy honey pot. And there's uh. just a bunch of little <laughs> bees coming to you. Um, and myself included. Hence why I've been following you for years uh. and reached out and was just like, if there's any editor in chief of any magazine that I would personally want to talk to you and just kind of understand your world a little more and the parallels between what we do. It's Laura Brown. And so here you are on my show. Well, thank you so much for having me. You no, know, I do. I do
1: say, ironically, given what your show is about, um, people would say, do you see whatever the is, you're an editor, you're this, you're this, you're this, you're this. And, I, and I'd all, I've and i always said I, I am a producer. I'm a producer. And I'm also kind of now, the media being it is, I'm a host. So I'm like, yeah. one of, and I say each, each issue of the magazine or whatever has all of these things are little mini movies, and they come with their own idea, their mm-hmm. own their own concept, their own casting, their own budget, their own production, mm-hmm. their own promotion. Except we only get to see one frame, thing.
0: right? We only see one frame at yeah. a time of your movie, and yeah. so
1: each each one is its own its own thing. So it has its own budget, and we have okay, we've got this amount of this. I can do this big thing on Atlanta people, and um, and so I always say we do all these varying degrees of little little movies every every issue because we have to do it. that's our what you will do for an hour and a half two hours on the screen um we do in 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 smaller, more visual you know not more visual because screens visual with smaller iterations and um but each one is its own production and each one right now is much harder than it normally is
0: <laughs> yeah I can only imagine how it's been yeah. with, with all the COVID of it all but um will you do you want to know it,
1: wait I got this is wait yeah this is important you know I know how many how many COVID tests we've done so far at Insta. uh 12,000 no no shit now I sound lame 378 on shoots 378. <laughs> okay on shoots. 400 people you're not supposed to say tw- hang on you're supposed to go you want to oh, take it again you want to and take go, it again okay let's take yeah. it again let's do it okay. <clears throat> wait <laughs> do you know how we do you know how many COVID tests we've done so far in assets no, how many? Almost four hundred.
0: <gasps> and guess crazy. how much they cost? Lots. A lot. <laughs> a lot. I bet you're uh, like, if so, I could take the know, money from these freaking COVID tests and put it towards what goes on the screen or on the diamonds. Page, oh God, diamonds! Don't even get me started. Yeah, no, I, I don't my, even get me started. My joke
1: is that we run a COVID, we run a COVID testing <clears throat> facility with cameras. <laughs> That's what you go and get your COVID test and do all that, and
0: then eventually take some pictures, maybe yeah. <laughs> in in some fancy gowns. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but so, will take us? Is it possible to Because yes. like, aside from uh, the September issue documentary, um, I yeah. you know, yeah. which is very different. My like, life, I, your <laughs> life, but like, is it possible to take us through if you were talking to to me and my listeners? Like, we're a bunch of like three year olds. The whole process from start to finish, every month that you go through, Uh,
1: yeah, to get a magazine. Maybe this is a good example. Yeah, um, maybe because of the current issue, just because it's top of mind. I mean, yes, the process is, well, the idea number one. I mean, if you're going to be super chronological, it's booking the cover. You know, Um, even though we might have stories, we've prepared that when the cover might be a late booking. But um, the biggest thing. Well, my job is to read the room, obviously, and uh, and try and work out what people might be interested in in seeing and and showing them. Um, so I, that's it's a mood. First, number one, I'll just give much as an example of this Kate Hudson one because this is was coming out. I knew this was going to be coming out in February, uh, eleven months after we'd been in. You know, they'd been sequestered, and people were going to be like, you know. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm going to give them give them some cheer. So. So I say, and I, I I'm, I'm quite the good proportion of the ideas, visual ideas, uh, still come from me. Even though my bulb is dimming, they still come. And I was like, <laughs> you know what? Okay, I want, I want the the Hollywood's cheery girl who we, oh, I haven't actually, I've shot a million times in Harper's Design, my old job, but I have not at um, Insta. To want her. I just want to freaking go literal smiley. Da, da. So we go and ask. Well, I. If there's some women I know, I always do the right, I always do the right thing. I do the diligence. We go through the publicist, but sometimes I might send a cheeky text, a cheeky text and just go, Hey, we'll go because you, you don't want to get the, you will not go around the publicist because they'll kill you. Um, but, but and I was like, Hey dude, do you want like, we, we need you to give out your, your vibes. Um, and she's like, Oh yeah. And the publicist says, yes. Yeah. So but it's basically we will book the gal on the cover. Uh, we'll get a shoot date. Um, and I'll come up with a concept or we'll come up with a concept. Um, so say it's shooting in three weeks from then, um, I'll come up with a concept, which is this was like sort of rave, you know, 90s rave. We'll pull together a mood board um, for the pictures uh, and and potential photographers we'd like to pitch to shoot it. Uh, so, uh, and I'm normally quite clear on who I would like that to be. At the moment, I'm, I've am i been so happy to meet all these young, up for it, brilliant enthusiastic non not the old machine bullshit uh, photographers so i've been completely reinvigorated with working with them too um so you send your mood board off you go okay how about this photographer that photographer and they'll go okay this one uh then we'll assign a stylist and then we start to do a fashion board um which is me going okay 90s rave let's look at what references there are from the runways of the last season so then we'll have a meeting with the fashion team me our creative director. our and we'll go through sheets and sheets and sheets uh board basically of collections, and I'll go, oh my god, I love that pink Fendi, or I love that yellow Versace, or whatever. And that'll go. Um, I'm reasonable. I'm not super micromanaging with that, uh, but then they'll go into my my picks, uh, and then we'll start calling them in, uh, and then we'll see if we can get them. If we can't get them, there'll 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 be something on the, on the board that I'll go, oh my god, I want that for the cover. I mean, this was very straightforward. It's just a cheap T-shirt, but other times it might be I really want to. I really need that Chanel pink jacket, you know, um, and then we'll see if we can get it. You know, sometimes publications compete over clothes. It might be on a cover exclusive with somebody so you can't have it. And I also, that's I, I'm pretty, I'm not so rigid about what I want the cover shot to look to be. So I try to keep, because for me, the best shot is always the cover. I don't go, oh, my God, if it's not the Ralph Lauren, it's over. Because um, <laughs> that would be a healthy way to live um so and so I sort of go I go this would be good try this try this so then we mark which ones are going to try then we all get to set do 75 million COVID tests um do hair and makeup which we've also we do a big zoom with me the stylist the hair the makeup the producer the photographer um just to remove as much ambiguity as possible I, having been someone who's done been on one million sets, I used to be on all our sets when I booked covers for Bazaar. I very well know not everything goes to me, the, the plan of sitting behind the desk going, she should bring this. But you try, you know. And, um, and then you sort of negotiate how much time you have to shoot. Uh, you negotiate a video concept uh, in that time too. So you can, you know, obviously go off the page and on the computer, uh, on your social stuff, your social clip. Concept for that, get that in this the digital team, they get a crew, and you all show up at some point. You all show up for your for your eight hours, um, shoot as much as you can. The moment it's been a real pain in the ass because we've had to just lurk around in a Zoom um
0: mm.
1: on cover sessions, which just sucks. And then there'll be, there'll be, you know, just when you think you've got the Zoom thing worked up, then you end up in Malibu and there's no reception, or there's like, there's always just something. So it's been particularly wearing um of late but then you get you get your pictures back and um I'm pretty I'm always pretty hungry on the date so I'm like send it to me now send it to me now and I know I also don't try to manage it in real time because that doesn't work because the shot's already done when I know all that but I and then I'll go oh that's it so we'll do we'll get a picture edit in from the photographer and depends on the photographers so they'll give you big or small edits I'm just like just send us the film dudes like you know so back in the art in the day but like, I'm only sending six images and I'd be like what movie are you in mate just send me the pictures um <laughs> then we choose them do the layout i come up with a headline of some description um during which time i commission commissioned a writer or oftentimes i do with them if they're q a's with someone i know um package all of it up by a certain window in our production time frame which, which as which same window all of all our stories are on um get it all copy edited that, that comes to me for two reads to make sure the P's and Q's are right, the captions are on there. It's all, you know, Well, when I read it in a Word document, when it's been through the regular editor and say yes, no, or otherwise, it goes into the layer, read off on it, and then ship it. Uh, so that is, the cover is one of, uh, you know, one of several uh, large stories uh, in the well. The, the well of the magazine is the part where the ads stop. Um, the other one in, in March, which was very much a production, was uh, I was um, – and it's another good example is I was thinking a lot about Atlanta um, and not necessarily politically, even though that was very, obviously being top of my. It's because it'd been meeting these young photographers to, to a, phot- a photographic partnership and another guy who so they just both happened to be from Atlanta and they'd both got in touch with me and I love them and they've really changed our work and made us feel so good about it. And I just was thinking about the creative community in Atlanta and how in Atlanta, people often just see it as like Tyler Perry Studios and rap or something, you know, and there's so much more there. And so I asked them, I said, "Well, you let me, who would you want to shoot? You know, who would be in this shoot? And so they gave us this cast of people, mm. of musicians and dancers and real housewives and models. And uh, and then we have to cast all of them individually. So that's another whole kind of, I call them Cecil B. DeMille's technical term, um, <laughs> when, when you've got a you know, you got twenty people on the list, and then you've got to go out. and We have a bookings person or a photo people, and we go, okay, Amaya, uh, do you want to be in this shoot? And um, get all there, and Then we've got to get all their windows of timing. And that was over. That shoot went over two or three days. That all gets planned out: what window they're there, what they're wearing. Blah 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 blah. I again go, I want color, I want this sort of thing. Um, and then we shot all of those guys, and then did a big overarching piece on Atlanta written by a, a hip hop scholar there and it was a whole lot of work, but it honestly, it just felt, I also just knew in my, in my waters, it was, it was a, a great thing to do and what it sort of meant and not just Stacey Abrams stuff. Of course it's Stacey Abrams, but like, yeah. but Keisha Lance Bottoms uh, shot for it, the mayor. And, but it was like, there's, there's other, it, it's, it's my job to understand or to, to to see what's there in in the culture and try and and ironically I've been to Atlanta one time I think it was in the dark um, but for me to feel that and then find something to celebrate um, in an important fashion issue which marches is, and talk about the creative um, community there and then put that out into the world and that's been amazing because the, everyone in Atlanta has just loved it it's felt so good and that's the best part and you know this from doing films as well it's like if you produce something that just makes your heart feel good and makes everybody who's in it feel happy. And so glad this be uh, the this, um
0: um
1: in Gucci, don't you know, Um <laughs> then it's just the, the best. And it's also not what everybody else is doing. You know, a lot of other magazines are just like, okay, let's stick the model in the thing. And, and I, I like to think we try, we try a lot harder. We try a lot harder. And um it's not, it, you, other magazines can just shoot an actress in some borrowed clothes and, 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 we of course we do do that but we think it's incumbent on us to be a bit more interesting and especially now so um yeah so sort of that times multiple things and then like there's you know video concepts and all the stories to look at there's um front of book we call it well the fashion features all like these are the pants from here buy these pants and shoes no no no. so there's a whole bunch of features over the front which is like it's all about lime or whatever it is or there's (laughs) we do a whole it is all about lime no, it's not. I um, can't imagine <laughs> if it was. Um, and we do at-home stories, and we do a whole sort of panoply.
0: Of, of oh, stuff. I so love, love that word. Very good. Very Thank good. Thank you.
1: Big, mm-hmm. big word. That's my word of the day. Um, it's a big, it is a big production uh, every time, too. And I have a team of about 35 people, um, which is not including the digital team, which I'm more of a dotted line to line to line. I'm a dotted line. Oh, it. there it dotted, is.
0: Insider dotted trading. line. Dotted <laughs> line.
1: <laughs> a dotted line to digital. I don't run that because that's a whole, another whole beast. But, um, and we, and they, you know, we have a fashion team, a, um, a features team, a art team, a copy team, a, a managing editor team, a production team, and they all keep us all on track. So at yeah. the moment today, I've been receiving emails this morning with pictures for June stories in the June issue. And I'm always a bit like,
0: another one? <laughs> so is there no there's no downtime at all there's, there's there's just constant crossover between the present the future like three months ahead what's happening yes. a year from now yes. when do you take a break yes. when does the, your team and your industry uh, stop does that, I, Is that is that a real question to ask um, like
1: <laughs> yeah I mean number one like we're, we're sort of stubbornly proud of the fact that over this whole COVID time when there's been a huge impact on publishing our, our on everything obviously we haven't um cut an issue we haven't compressed the schedule we haven't done anything we have still 12 issues a year no one else can really say that um so sort of masochistically into the breach um Yay. But, and, <laughs> and, and 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 so so proud of it so proud of it but I was saying to someone on my team the other day I was like you know I am I'm so I'm like bursting with pride but I could be I'd be finding a little bit less proud if this were a little bit easier. <laughs> How can we just say like, 80% proud if it's 20% easier? Um, <laughs> so, no, we have, like, we have cycles. I mean, we have – there's certain weeks that, like, after you ship an issue um, with our – what are we doing now? April issue, we'll ship by Monday. And then you can, like, you know, take a – if people want to take a – take an evening like, off. I mean, I, whenever I'm on vacation – I'm. I'll still read emails and look at layouts. It doesn't really stop. But uh, we're off for Christmas and we're off for all. No, we're, we're pretty. We're, because also, I, I do run a pretty civilized ship. Ship. There's no big fire drills. There's no staying up all night. There's no last minute pulling of pages. There's no me. I'm really decisive. So it's not like oh, to pull it back. So know what be, people. I, I've always been very proud of that should be coming. Well, not that anyone's coming in anywhere, but like ten to six. See ya. You know, there's no reason why mm. it needs to be um, more than that. And so, yeah, no, I mean, I, th- I think that we are existing in all these different timeframes. And then, of course, I do this podcast, so I'm looking at 75 different pod episodes flinging through my inbox and edits on that and listening to that and social clips and, and things going to PRs from that. And I'm like, which ones? Well, What week? So it is, it's a bit like being a, a – could be the world's worst air traffic controller but um, being oh sorry for the honks in New York baby um, yeah so it is a bit like a producer but you're also the talent and you're also the host so
0: yeah it's it's a lot it's very dull it's very dull it's it's, it's not it's dull a- at all it's I'm fascinating cool. I, I'm honestly <laughs> fascinated by it because I understand the madness and anybody who can like make it look effortless and easy I know how much work goes on behind the scenes to project that image so that's why I'm like tell me your secret give it to me um, but <laughs> But no, I'm curious, like, what would you say is a big misconception that people, not just in fashion, but maybe outside industries have when they look upon you, your job and producing a magazine? Um, you know, what? I think it's I think it's changed, actually, of late,
1: because I think people know that everything is hard, you know, and um, and making things have been hard. Um, I think we just swan around going to fashion shows all day, you know, um, that's a certain time of the thing, but no, um, it's it's hard because I've never been part of that misconception.
0: Mm. So I've never
1: bought, I've never bought, never bought into it. So it's like, oh, is it like different voice product? No, not unless you're an asshole. <laughs> like you know, I I just <laughs> you know mm. if you treat I I don't treat people badly and and we do the right thing. So I don't. I, I think. A lot of time, if you don't know, and as you would know the same for, for film, like if you don't know an industry well, you can mythologize it greatly. And uh, and that's the beauty of it in a way. And that's the allure of it when you're outside and you want to be part of it. Ooh, like I can go on a set. I could go to a Hollywood premiere or I could go to a fashion show. or yeah. Ooh. Um, And then you get to see sort of behind the curtain of that and all the machinations of it. Um but yeah, I guess that the that, that, that a gal in a fashion on a like, I think the industry is trying, whether sincerely or not, to rid the idea of artifice more. Even if a lot of people are just doing it because, because the mood's gone that way and they don't really believe it, you know. Um, mm. I think, of course, there's times of the year and in in, in in the before times where we go to fashion shows and then sometimes you go to a nice dinner afterwards but then I think sometimes like if you're in Paris at the shows and it's 10 days at the end of a month of being away of really long days um and to go to a dinner at 9 30 at night after being at shows since 10 o'clock in the morning and going seeing advertisers and hurtling around and like every minute you're like oh my god I'm I'm gonna be in this like leave the car running I'm gonna go in here for eight minutes and I'm gonna come out and I do business and and um that's tiring too. You do get to go to a nice restaurant and there's a lot of it that is is lovely and a lot of it that is sincerely missed right now. Yeah. But that's a slog. It's it's it's, slog. it's uh it's an endurance slog and everybody gets quite sick. Like everybody coming back from Europe but not well, no sorry. Um coming back from Europe was not I think it's not a lot of few people who did have covid but I I often just come
0: back like eh. yeah it sounds it <laughs> sounds my, like yeah it sounds like the equivalent like, I... of like film festivals here in, in our world you know yes, it's exactly. just a little less exactly. fancy because like... we're not dressing up if we're in parkas at sundance but yeah it's like that same yeah. marathon in in a in, in we're in the cold and and yeah there's definitely a lot of that i think everybody who i know who's done the full 10-day festival at sundance comes back like just annihilated oh, you know they have to like God. rest for two weeks just to recalibrate um yeah, it's like my, but, I, my yeah, mate, my mate, my mate
1: richard who sorry, my, my my mate my who drives us in Paris, Richard. Mm. Richard just spends a lot of time taking me to pharmacies. <laughs> so
0: like that's the real underbelly of passion head, week brought to stomach. you by Pharma. Yeah.
1: Yes. My my estomac, which is your stomach, like it's hilarious. I'm like, can we just go?
0: Anyway. <laughs> yeah. But so then how do you like how do you fill your own well energetically like to keep the the like you said that like there's rest involved but what is self care look like to you um wh- wh- uh. how do you fill fill yourself up because you have to there's so much output right and that's the thing that When I talk to so many producers, that one of the misconceptions is like, you know, we have to juggle so many balls and our marathon is long, but we do get breaks, right? You have to sustain it for a film or for a television production calendar, but then you do get time off where you get to just like fuck the world. I'm going to go do my thing. Sounds like you don't really get to do that. (laughs) That not for long stretches of time because you're constantly back on the horse. So, like, where, how do you find that for yourself?
1: You know, it was also funny. Before, even as a precursor of this, I was sort of laughing the other day. I was like, "Look, I'm happy to be an editor in chief, and it's a great job." And I was like, "I didn't get any of these glory days. Like this town, I start at Time Inc., which then dies. The company dies. Go to Meredith, buys it. There's always layoffs. Um, and then Trump comes, is voted in four months after I start. So that's like stuff, resistance yeah. fighting, you know, for 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 four years. And then COVID. <laughs> and I'm like. It's great. It's great out here. Um, no, I think through all it, it's just so, so I was like, where, where was my town car? Where was my long lunch? Um, no, I've never had that. And I'm glad I haven't had that, honestly. But just funny. It just seems like a parallel universe that ever happened. Yeah. Um, I think I try. I have to sleep. I really have to sleep. I am quite good at. I don't run a long day, especially now. I might know, like I'm I'll do Zoom calls from like eleven till three. And I'm like, I'm not I have people, oh, I've been on Zooms for eight hours. And I'm like, well, do you have any control over when you can? Yeah, I guess. And I'm like, well then why are you? So I will I will go and give you a command performance for this, you know, chunk of the day. Um, but then I might have, some mornings I might just be lying in bed till nine o'clock, just reading or or doing whatever. Um, need to get to sleep early. Um, and need to, yeah, really take breaks, need to take a vacation or travel somewhere, um, try to be, try to do a bit of, a bit of fitness, that's that's how, well, how convincing I am, I just said do a bit of fitness, um, trying to get a bit better, that because my, you know, I'm 46, I'm not 28 anymore, so I I have a lot of energy, because again, I, I, from interacting with people, that gives me a lot of energy, um, but it's not, it's not finite at all. And then there'll yeah. be some days and I'm just like, guys, team, I can't today. I've got a migraine. I've got, you know, and and my poor my poor assistant, my sorry in chief, um <laughs> has to go just to just wipe the day, you know. Just yeah. just go. I just go, I can't. I'm sorry. So it's not yeah, it's I can't do every single day. And I will, I can feel myself just going down in flames. Yeah. <laughs> so do you because feel like my, that's... what I
0: put out is Like, it seems like you've had this abundant energy for for the majority of your life. It seems like this is just who you are, right? (laughs) So like, you know, I'm curious if when you were younger, maybe 20 years ago when you were in your 20s, did you have the maturity to identify that for yourself or did you like run yourself into the ground? Like, what was that time like?
1: I think I had more and more ability to run myself just above going into the ground. I used to go, I was thinking about this the other day. I'd go for drinks, maybe like one drinks and then like another drinks and then like a dinner in one night. Now I'm like, we like, well, not really going out much, but dinner, I could go at 5.30 <laughs> and then just be like done at home. By I gotta be done. yeah. I, I gotta have be in no- bed by nine with tea. Done. done. <laughs> um, so I do what I used to commit to in terms of my daily schedule. I can't even conceive that now. Like even if I've had to go to like one thing before a dinner, I'm like, oh, how, how do I do this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I need to, I, whew, I need to do some pushups. Um, I, yeah, I, I try to c- consolidate what I do mm. into a a shorter amount of time. But I, yeah, I sort of say like, but then I can be like, you concentrated fruit juice, you know, you get hundred percent of the value, like 20% of the time. Like I can really like give you, give
0: it to you, but it has to be within this window. Otherwise you're not yeah. going to get, get the it. best of me. Totally. Nah. Um. I want to just quickly touch upon your beginning roots. And I think any I'll <laughs> definitely mention like the blurb about how you got started, because I think it's important. And I think it's so admirable, right, that you didn't know anybody in this business. You came from Australia with, like you say, got on a plane with two bags and a dream and you just made it happen. <laughs> but I'm sure like, yeah. like everybody's journey, it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows. It was riddled with challenges. And you talk about in the beginning, September 11th. Happen, September 11th, and that's when you move. You moved to New York like right before September 11th. You've just always been there, right? Seven your days. The timing is impeccable, ma'am. Which not to brag, not to brag, <laughs> but also like a testament, right, that you have managed to stay authentic, stay the course, rise up in every stage of your career. It seems when you've had these like big shifts, you it's been married yeah. with these like unforeseeable think, disasters, you know. So. The question like, is like, how do you, yeah. well, how do you so like, I, I'm personally obsessed with understanding how people weather the downtimes, right? Like, there's a lot of podcasts where people talk about like, oh, yeah, and then I like struggled for five years, and I was depressed. But then I sold this thing. And then everything was fine. And I'm like, okay, right. I want to talk about the five years, like, I want to talk about the downslumps And when you're in that place where it doesn't feel possible, or your dreams do feel far away, or whatever external forces feel like they keep you down because we've all had them. And so I'm curious yeah. how you've gotten. I,
1: I really think so. I, I said it while you were talking, but I think being super guileless, especially when I was younger, just kind of go, okay, okay. And not quite really, I'm not a big reader of the instructions. You know, I just kind of show up and then go, oh, go. And like, even if I'm like, I was on some, Meaning, yes, they're trying to pitch a story to some big fancy dude and I hadn't prepared really though the ideas were just kind of coming to me as I was talking so I think a bit of naivety um is a great asset I think sometimes it, it just means in terms of propelling yourself places I think um not overthinking anything I mean has anybody ever overthought something and said that worked out better no <laughs> um so I think that I just was I was just kind of showing up and and again I think being on foreign turf so even it's sort of those it might have been different if I'd gone through more uh, adversity maybe in Australia because that's where you're from so I think it affects you more in your soul I think anything that's happened here was still kind of an adventure like still uh, something that was new and that I didn't normally do it wasn't my life because I was somewhere new I was in New York City or I was in LA or so it was always seemed a little bit out of, out of itself. So I, th- I think anything that has been, yeah, look, September 11 happened. Um, then I had I a job and then the magazine closed down like two months, two weeks later. It was just always sort of, but it just was a bit like happening out here somehow, like not quite so, in my so you head never, it just seemed so very surreal. Never seemed,
0: yeah. You never, it doesn't seem like you've, you've internalized these things to the point where maybe it debilitated you or made you question the path but, or question your self it didn't do season. that but it didn't but I did, I did realize i have had thoughts and i, I have uh, drawn from them now but
1: i used to have this sort of a dream because especially when you your condition, especially in magazines and you've ever a fashion magazine a tippity top of the tree and all you've ever dreamed of and blah 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 and so when i was younger i used to sort of have these dreams of paranoid thoughts that one day i wasn't in that life anymore that i had lost a job or something and that wasn't there for me so i think me, as easily as I said, I was maneuvering it, it was a predicated on the fact that it was going to be a given to me, you know, that, that was my life now and that my life was all this stimulus and these amazing people and was kind of, stuff. and the thought, I guess, subconsciously of not having that anymore was very scary uh, when I was younger as you get older, of course, you get more aware of your equity, and your equity doesn't just exist on in Instar Magazine. It exists so in all different places. So it's so it's better. But I think that that so as as, as skippy as I would say I, I was, uh, that was definitely an underlying thing. Obviously, if my subconscious is going, "Oh my god, you lost your job!" Uh, you know that that's very very revealing. But I think that so everything was was was, was skippy as long as the this you know the ground was level or at least my perception of a level ground, which I think is a little more wonky than other people's given my given yeah. my history in
0: the States. Well, I mean, I asked this yeah. question because I'm very transparent about this with my own journey. And as, as a person who did come to the States when I was nine, I'm from Brazil. I think mm-hmm. like I had that, you know, immigrant hustle in me. And from a young age, mm-hmm. not by my parents doing, mm-hmm. I've always felt like I'm going to do something great. And I didn't know what that was. And when I found the arts and for, I wish I had gone into, you know, I want to be in tech, like, but I found the arts. And for me, it was like theater and performing. And eventually, I found my way way into producing. And I've always just put one foot in front of the other and just kept going forward momentum. That's always how I've been. I've just come out the gate with that hustle, right? But the downside is that the cost of that for me, when things haven't panned out, when things haven't gone the way I thought or hoped they would, because I've done all these things, and I have this equity, why doesn't Mm. X happen, has sometimes lent itself to it impacting my self worth and me feeling like, oh, well, you know, especially a coming up as a freelancer. Well, I, if this person isn't hiring me for this project, or if this producer, this other producer, or this director I did this other movie with isn't calling me back for the next movie, that must be a reflection of who I am, right? Or something I've right. done, as opposed to yeah. just completely things that are outside of your control. And yes, there are some situations yeah, they don't, where you're not the work, you're not the right working yeah, fit. But, they, but like, yeah, they don't think about you that much. Yeah. <laughs>
1: that's why you have to go like that's why, yeah you got to go they're not they're not sitting there thinking about you all day
0: but then but then you're the first person to go away. yes and for most yeah, of my 20s half. i would go through these undulations of like depression really because i would really hit, it would hit me really hard is what i guess where i'm going with this and so right. in keeping shit real and talking about that that i feel like that's an important like thing to highlight because every single person I've had on the show from producers of all walks of life who are way more impressive than me, who have won Academy Awards and worked with the best of the best, right, f- struggle with this. And it's just mind blowing to me. And if it's a, an
1: industry that, is a, that has a myth to it, and then yeah. you've got to be careful that you're not buying into that yourself and then attaching your value to the myth about which you know better. And nice. I do think Again, you know, in your twenties, you're so busy hurtling everywhere and you're not quite thinking straight. So I think that you're also more open to that when you're younger, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, but I think yeah, you've got to be careful you just don't, you don't know, buy and in, buy into that. It's not just like, yeah, it's 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 if you're oh I, I'm not being warned by this film that has all this shiny stuff with it as opposed to you might maybe one day it's easier if you just work down the street. But no, you gotta you gotta understand how it works, how all that nitty-gritty nothing stuff works. And then whatever worth you've built for yourself by doing all that nitty gritty nothing stuff, and then that that arms you, that gives you a great, much greater sense of calm. Yeah, and I never say calm, but I, (laughs) Um, but you know, I'm I'm certainly calmer, much calmer than I used to be. Yeah,
0: yeah, and I and I think that is the journey and the maturity too of just like growing into yourself and like like I said, understanding these these parts of yourself that I think people who are drawn into this industry and it may be the same for fashion like or sort of like they thrive in that chaos and in their 20s are like where I'm gonna grab it by the balls and I'm just gonna make it my bitch and then you realize that like well that's not really (laughs) how it works and then you start to really like you said like you kind of go and you're like here and you start to really just hone it in a little
1: more if you're working all night and everything else you're not doing it right man you're not doing it right maybe you're not meant to be doing it it is not, If you are uh, good and to be good and successful, you should want one of the DNA for it. And hopefully if you love what you do and you're good at what you do, you do well, what you do, you should not be flogging yourself and, and killing yourself at yeah, all. I don't I think agree. ever. I just think there's a way for uh, work to be reasonable and productive and fair and equitable and stimulating for everybody in a civilized time frame. Yeah,
0: I agree. By I God. Agree. <laughs> she um, said, and
1: then she put on some lip gloss.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess uh, just to like wrap it up. I mean, there's so many things I want to ask you, but like we just don't have time, and I could literally talk to you all day. I'm sure you get that, and everybody wants to talk to you all day. Call That's me why anytime, like, baby. That's why you're like I'm in bed at 3 p.m. <laughs> Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> but um, you know, you've had such an impressive career, and I don't know if you think of yourself that way. I know you said you're just kind of happy to be yeah. here, right? But I'm sure there's still so much that you yeah. want to do. So. It's kind of like a two-parter when you look back into some of these pivotal turning points in your career and where they've led you now. Mm. You know, what are you proudest of, and what do you feel like you have um, left that you still want to accomplish? I think I'm proudest of the work I've done. I'm I'm
1: proudest of the fact that I've made things that I haven't just been some dilettante or vacillator taking pictures of myself or after round. I've make I make a thing twelve times a year. You know, and within that comes something. So I can kind of dick around on Instagram all day if I want, because I make a thing. So I think that wh- wh- what I've um, made, I think that the, the I- identity and, and community that InStyle has now, which is vastly different from what it used to be, and I think it's very, very clear um, What that is, I think you know we have a really strong voice, and I don't. I don't think you can say that for a lot of a lot of other brands. Well, that's brands, thanks to you, right? That's um, really
0: thanks to you. Compliments to you for and you- for
1: better or for worse. Yeah. Hey. Um,
0: yeah. I just
1: went really Aussie. Yeah. yeah. And um, <laughs> so I'm proud of that. Uh, I think I am proud of. I, I, as I've said before, of I, I, I do stand by the idea that your personality is enough, and I didn't sort of yeah. compromise that. I think, and as you get as you get older you remember when you're younger younger, you know but then as you get older you sort of triple down on it so I'm proud of of representing or advocating for a culture of kind people doing good work uh you know and uh and and being respectful of other people which is you you know used to be vastly unusual in my business um you know and so I think for whatever I for I was like Laura, Laura Brown she's in this fashion she's this editor but she's funny and she's and the other people were like, "Ooh!" I was like, "Look at this freak in the circus." Um, so <laughs> I'm, so I'm proud of that. Whatever, whatever that's. But if if it's made younger people feel this is more accessible to them, and it's not above them. No one should feel this business and your business too, is is, is something they can't have, they can't access. If you if you work hard. So, um, yeah, I think all of that. And then I think going forward, um, where I am, obviously. But I think I, what you really work for all of us do us ladies is ownership is ownership of what you what you do um ownership of potentially a brand or a company or something else so i'm super love what i'm doing you know but i have i and i love my employees but i think when i grow up at some point i might want to do my own thing of some description or um and 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 that takes a while to get that into your head to when you're still getting over the, i got this big job at the fashion magazine. And then you start doing it like, yeah, this is cool, but there is other things in life.
0: Mm.
1: And uh, when you start to realize other things in life and that you actually could do them and that your equity will allow you to do them and your relationships will potentially help you do them that you've built over all this time. It is a, it's a nice feeling. It's a bit scary too, but uh, it's, it's it's, it's nice. You don't feel that you're coming. Yeah. You don't feel that you're coming from nothing. You know, yeah. I, I use this an example of like you build you build up your equity as like a little wall. You know what I mean? You can stand taller on top of the walls. You know, the longer you longer you do what you do. So I think so. I'm not, but that, that's what's also funny though. You can have that the, the job, and then still feel like you're 16 years old and be like, "What am I going to do when I grow up?" <laughs> you know, there's never. I think anyone, even the biggest movie star or president or anyone, goes okay. I've reached the top I'm of the mountain. Yeah. I don't yeah. I don't think, That's the biggest myth, I don't right? think anyone does because, because you cause your it doesn't necessarily have to be for money or fame or whatever. It's just your curiosity and what you prioritize and that all completely changes.
0: Yeah. Do you, know, you I like do you see more time yourself... in Australia,
1: you know? I can't be able to do that.
0: Yeah. So, do you see yourself ever maybe so, producing films or T V? Is that something that – Um Maybe. yeah. So funny. I said funny. Have a obviously I have a bunch of friends who are actors
1: and um one of them was saying this to me a couple of years ago. She was like, "You should do it." But was, and then another friend of mine like, "You should be an actor. It's not too late." I was like, "I oh, know you, you. You do that um, potentially." I think that if, if again, if you sort of use the same framework, I, I, you know, again, the, I produce this all the time. Um, I think it does follow the same idea. So I think if you have a media company, even if you have a brand, you have to produce. If it's a magazine some sort of film video portion, some, uh, some sort of product. some it's all part and parcel now. So yeah, it's, it's um, like one in
0: the same. So yeah.
1: I'm, I'm certainly, I'm certainly open to it. Uh, I haven't really gotten my head around that yet, but it's funny that a couple people are like, you could do this. And I'm like, oh, that seems a bit grown up, but okay.
0: <laughs> but I know <laughs> it's um, a bigger scale.
1: I, I, it is I a know, bigger scale. It's, yeah, it's,
0: but it, you definitely have the stamina for the marathon. So it's just a slightly different, you know, blueprint, but you're still building a house basically. It's just more COVID tests. Just more COVID a lot tests. more COVID tests. I'll tell you that. Um, So we'll, we'll close on this, you know, regardless of the industry that yep. people are in, because I think predominantly the listeners here are, are filmmakers, people interested in the film business. Mm-hmm. But I, I see a lot of parallels between what we do. What's the the advice? Right. I know you get the advice question all the time. But for someone who's like young and, and looks to you and me and says, right. I want to do a shade of that, like what? what advice do you have for them today? Like starting now, 2021 and uh,
1: the intern, realities we're in. Intern, intern, yeah. intern, 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 intern. Um, intern and being inventive. i got to say, this is a very, this is not anything I would recommend. It just, it's really random. It made me laugh. Um, I had this intern at Harper's Bazaar and he, <laughs> no, we're just intern in a straightforward way. Like go knock on the door, place you want to be, contact them, offer yourself up, be be humble. I don't use humble like I'm humbled by this award because that's bullshit. I'm humble. Humble is get the bagel, do all the stuff, you know, because you'll end up having more FaceTime with with a boss lady if you get the bagel. Um, but I had an intern once and to get my attention, he would tweet at me, but he would photo he would photoshop himself into pictures of me, but I was like Khaleesi. <laughs> and again, I'm not recommending this. I'm just saying. <laughs> This kid, Ignacio, this kid Ignacio, he ended up being an, an intern uh, at Harvard Bazaar, and he worked in the photo department. Now he's like a photo director uh, because he's. But, but he showed a certain degree of inventiveness, which related to what he wanted to do, and communicated in a, in a, in a, in a field in a way that we're used to via social media or whatever. And I got my attention. So, but that was his innate skill. He's a great designer. He's a. So I think like. Work out also the playing field that you're communicating with people on. You know, it's not necessarily going to be a. I will always read a really great blind email if it's well done. You know what I mean? Like I always my email, will do that, and I don't think of. Yes, yes, yes. Look at this young hustler just called. Yeah, just She's got a big dreams. Um, yeah, it's true. You know, for a well-crafted um, email or something that understands where you want to be, I think anybody I've ever hired, or I think that I've I've shown is like I understood. The environment where I wanted to be, I didn't necessarily have all the skills, or, or, but I was like, I know this magazine, I know this place, I know what it what it is and what I can offer to it. You you can't force anything, so I think, get yourself in the in the door and and do anything, and and at the moment is get yourself on the Zoom rectangle, um, yep. but interning, I interned my ass off. I I you know my my first two jobs came from interning. Um, you know we in Australia we call it work experience. Uh, so I do work experience, um, <laughs> but I, I I could not recommend that more. And I, I think yeah, I, it is a way to be around people. And I my my intern actually, she used to go back again when she we were in the in the building. She would go get me my, my lunch because I'm stuck at the desk. Like everybody, people are on me every 15 minutes. But she'd come in and we chat. And she's such a great girl. And she just got a job at um. I just helped her get a job at Grazia uh, magazine. And she said so she's got a job after interning
0: being really acquitting herself well um and it works yeah just that that thing right it's it's so simple right it's like showing up having a good attitude being humble doing whatever is needed because you are an important part of that team like getting lunch for you helps you do your job that that is important you need food to survive you know so there's never any job too small yeah Don't be above anything. Don't just be there for your Instagram.
1: Uh, I mean, Mm. I think everybody can smell bullshit. I mean, I always could, but even more now.
0: Yeah. And if you're not
1: into this for the right reasons, because it's tough. It's a tough business. It's a business that's really struggling right now with, you know, revenues and everything else. Like it's not, you know, if you're in it for your free bags, it's going to be a while until you get one. (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like, it's like, just, just, just calm down and be in it for what you can make. Yeah. And and then and, and if you're lucky enough to be able to make it with with great people who that you have you've earned your relationship with it's the best. That is. And that is my friend, you know what that is? That's joyful.
0: That's joyful. And and Yes, like I just gift dropped that for you. You gift dropped. <laughs> I was going to end it on a note of joy, but you, being <laughs> your own podcast host, you know how to do this. You want to just do my job, <laughs> no? But thank you. Like I, I'm so grateful to you for taking the time for spending an hour of your busy schedule with me and my listeners, Aww. and infusing this I'm conversation. To be asked. Yeah, to with so thank much joy, and I just feel grateful to get to have a little piece of you and get to know you, and I'm just so excited to. See you keeping on doing your thing and, and watch what you're gonna do next because I think you have um, a bright future ahead, kids.
1: <laughs> I gotta, I gotta hustle. Well, um, <laughs> thank you so much. For, it was really lovely to uh, to be seen in this perspective as um you know as well, way I often see it, but not typically others. So I, the minute you wrote me, I was like ah. Um, so thank you for your um, for your nuance and and your understanding of, of and honestly, congrats on making any film ever because it ain't easy and. Any film that comes
0: out it's good mirror. is a fucking miracle. It is a miracle. It's really it's an against-all story. So. And it's always a shock. Um, You're like, I don't know how we did this, but here we are. We did it, and hopefully people will watch it and like it. So, I know, I know. So crazy. Sally
1: fourth friend, and now we're friends for life. So if ever you need any I don't know, lip gloss, you know where I am. That's all I
0: have to I will hit you name. up. I want those free bags. Give me all your leftover stuff. So
1: many bags. All the
0: free stuff. For- um slung well, at to me go, every day but you're awesome oh thank yeah I've you got to do again. marketing <laughs> all right doll thanks for having me thanks so much for tuning in and doing this life thing with me if you like the show please don't forget to subscribe on apple spotify wherever you get your podcast i'm at carolina gropa you can find the show at angleonproducers.com thank you so much for tuning in and i'll see you next week beijos